It's time for the latest local, regional, and national sports topics of the day. It's the Sports Fan, presented by J&K Contracting. Ready? Now, from the WATH studios, here's Connor Mills and Joey Madore. From the studios of WATH, this is the Sports Fan on 970 and 97.1 FM. Connor Mills and Mike alongside Joey Medora. We got you up until 7 o'clock today. 6.06 on the clock on this 20th day of August and 84 degrees and sunny outside here in Athens, Ohio. Sports Fan sponsored by J&K Contracting. And it's a special sports fan today as we have Ohio Offensive Coordinator for the last 15 years, Coach Tim Albin, joining the program. And Coach, how are you? Uh, just fine. Thanks for having me on, guys. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to uh, to be on the sports fan with us, Coach. And, you know, it is unfortunate the circumstances surrounding the postponement of the Mid-American Conference, and hopefully we do have a football season, you know, coming up in the spring. We'll talk about it a little bit later. Uh, but where were you and what was your reaction when you first heard the news about the Mid-American Conference postponing all fall sports? Yeah, you know, I believe last Saturday, you know, the, the news came out, broke early, probably from before I actually heard from Coach. As far as social media goes, it's a, a you know, tough day. Um, we're Obviously, we're in preparation in our six-week six plan that was uh, put out by the NCAA. And the, the news broke, and, and um, you know, again, a tough day. That, but um, all, all in all, I, I think, um, you know, we got to pat our league on the back, I think, for, for forward thinking and, and, and 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 what's best for the student athlete right now? I think it's a, it, it's the right decision, and and um, you know we we are preparing now to move forward to spring, and, and I'm I'm excited about getting started on that. And coach, what was kind of the team's reaction? Because you know, as soon as you get practices going, you know, guys are getting ready and getting ready to play. You know, how did the team react when they heard the news? Well, it, it, it's um, it's uh, different right now. The last several months, uh, a lot of, a lot of meetings have been taking place. Uh, you know, via laptop and iPads and some phone things. So, you know, you're not looking at luck, not looking them in the eye. And so it's tough to get a feel for the, for the room because you're looking at a computer screen. But uh, obviously uh, when, when, when uh, we really got through with the, with the, with the team meeting and, and coach and, and then the, the staff was able to reach out to the players individually, you know, I think, I think, I think coach had everybody, had every business coach have a have a meeting following that meeting to, to just talk to our guys and you know in a in a group form and to, to try to get their feelings towards it uh, and then we had follow up calls individual with, with our team uh, because you just you're not around them in person over over the weekend um, it was it was it was tough to get a, just to get a great feel but you know it's I think that the, the the seniors you know Brett Kitzel Hagen Missouri. Montre Tuggle, just to mention a few singers so that we have an offense, you know, their, their emotions are going to be a little bit different than, than the younger guys. And so I think as a, as a you know, the staff, uh, you know, coaching and, and just trying to, the talking points from the older guys to the younger guys, you try to, you try to just, hey, let's just be patient here and see how this thing unfolds. And, um, you know, I think there's some, there's some great news that I, that came out through on ESPN.com last night, last night, uh, and Coach shared with me a couple of days ago he thought was going to happen. I think it's going to take a lot of pressure off off the older guys and, and, and how they feel right now with the, you know, with the, um, the, the extra year of eligibility. I'm not sure how to word it exactly, but it looks like the NCAA is going to come out and 
and um, uh, let let um, the seniors come, return and play uh, following the spring. Is how I how I understand it right now. So uh, I think that's a, that's a huge step, and um, it'll be interesting to see how the spring goes. I just know that that uh, it'll be it'll be a very exciting very exciting spring. I know that. Yeah, Coach, uh, Joey Medor talking to you here. You just alluded to you're excited to uh, get ready and kind of prepare for the spring. Uh, you know, just how likely do you think uh, there is a chance of having a football season in the spring? And, it, you know, what are the kind of the things being done to kind of make sure that process is starting and what's going to make it happen? Right. There's there's a lot of things that will be over my head that, that go into that. But I'm right now, my glass is half full. I'm very optimistic uh, with it. I think um, – Mr. Julie, John Bowman, uh, Amy Dean, uh, Ryan Bone, have, have, have our medical team have, have, have got a are putting us in our best position to happen here at a high university uh, with with how we're, we're constructing constructing things right now. Um, you know, can, can I can I say 100% certainly? No, I cannot. Uh, but um, I do feel good about what you're hearing on the, out there in the, in the news media. And, you know, the testing, there's, there's different, <clears throat> different things coming out testing-wise. Uh, the cost of the test uh, is a big, a big, has been a big um, sticking point. And um, I'm, I'm very optimistic about a vaccine um, uh, for the spring. So um, I think that, again, our conference, not, not an easy decision. Um, but I think they did the right thing with what's best for the student-athletes at this time, with the information that they, that they have. And um, as, you, as you guys know, there are other conferences that have followed. So we'll see how this thing plays out with the games that are scheduled for the end of September and see what happens. And, Coach, uh, just kind of a, you know, a question about your – I mean, you know, can you think they'll have time uh, in a fall that you, you, know, you weren't coaching football, really? No. <laughs> football's always been <laughs> football's always been played in the fall. Right. And so, uh, you know, so I've been a part of uh, – a team somewhere since the second grade. I'm, you know, 54 years old, and I've been so this is my 32nd, I think, year coaching. I'm 16th coming up here to High University. Unbelievable. And so, no, it's a, this is uh, obviously new ground for me. But um, you know, it's like, I mean, you can't lock your knees, right? And so, uh, there's plenty of things to do uh, with our team. And um, we're, we are definitely are, are making the most of it. And, Coach, I was going to ask you, you know, again, we're talking with Coach Tim Albin, the Ohio Offensive Coordinator. Uh, Coach, what do you plan on doing this fall since there isn't any football happening right now? Right. Uh, you know, the, the the big thing for us right now, it looks like um, the incident is going to come out. And, and actually, they did today, I think, and, and set some guidelines for the schools that are not playing uh, in in the fall, okay. So and we all know who they are, but um, we're allowed to do certain, you know, certain so many hours a week, which you know, let's just say it's five is what it is. But we're able to get on the field and do do certain things with our players. Um, beginning August twenty August twenty fourth um, through I believe October fourth from Eric Eric Hildebrand, our, our compliance officer. Uh, that was just out today or late last night, I believe. So we, the, you know, our staff would take full advantage of that and um, get a chance to work with our guys. You know, um, our strength staff has, has uh, up, up the last two, up before the last two weeks, announcing if I was not playing, 
uh, has been a trainer guy strength wise. And so you know, school school resumes the 24th on Monday. Our guys are, are to report back uh, uh, this weekend, Saturday and Sunday, and uh, we'll go through. We'll see the the protocol of testing, uh, quarantining, and testing both uh, for the guys that have had to have went home and to see family. And once that all concludes, we're going to get right back into it. We got a lot of things to work on. Um, I think that um, you know it's a, an opportunity for us as just as a program to. Keep, keep you know pressing forward and uh, bring our guys along. They, you know, the, the, this all broke in March. Um, we were on spring break. We had all the news, you know, tough, some tough phone calls, mm. some weird phone calls, you know. And, and uh, right. our guys, were, our guys were away from our facilities for several months. And um, you know, the guys, I, you know, guys did a great job and to. to, to do activities to, to keep their bodies in the best possible condition that they could, but I can assure you it's, it's different than working with, with Dak in our weight room. And um, uh, so I, I think that, that um, the time that, that we have now is uh, going to be going to be a huge advantage to us. And um, I'm looking forward to the guys getting back on campus and and uh, starting the next phase of this. And, Coach, you know, you've been very successful during your tenure here at Ohio University, you know, past 10 seasons, you know, offensive units ranking, you know, top 10 single seasons, you know, multiple times. Uh, you had a great offense, uh, but you lose one of your best quarterbacks in school history at Nathan Rourke. Uh, how does your offense move forward? Right. Well, as everybody knows in this sport, quarterback's huge. Um, but, um, hey, we recruit players to, hey, the next guy up, whether it's an injury graduation <clears throat> next man's up and uh, that's where we're at Nathan obviously had a great career I mean you can't you, I mean the, the numbers and I mean the three bowl wins and the things that he has he has done for this program is, is um, I mean, he's a slam dunk Hall of Famer here and, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna miss him um, you know I saw, I saw you know saw the news where the CFL canceled their season I actually tried to call Nathan here last week or a couple days ago I should say and he was on a Zoom call, but um, got a chance to text back and forth. But um, you know, moving forward, again, it's, it's, it's the next guy up. I, I, I feel good about the the, the, the room of quarterbacks that we have. Uh, Coach Justin does a great job with our with our quarterback. And uh, you know, missing spring ball gets you, you know kind of you're a little bit on edge. But this the season moving to the spring, we are going to take full advantage of of this time. You know, and I, I don't want to repeat what I just said, uh, but um, I think the spring thing and, and, and this thing getting back a couple of months, the Bobcats are going to take full advantage of that uh, with the bringing the, the, the position of the quarterback along. Right, and obviously, Coach, you mentioned, of course, losing a quarterback like that is huge, but you do return a lot of your skill guys from last year. So, you know, when it comes to having a young quarterback like you will trying to come in and take over, uh, how important is it to have, you know, those guys that have been there before still in the offense for uh, a young quarterback's development? Uh, it's very exciting, to be honest with you. Um, you know, going into last year, I was, you know, it was um, – it's just different because we were we were I was breaking in you know we lost uh, AJ Malik at, at the running back position you know we we lost some major you know some key guys up front lost our whole line coach uh, you know a couple receivers I mean arguably probably the greatest class that ever 
to leave Ohio University, just from yep. a talent standpoint. But we returned Nathan, you know, and so, um, you know, Coach Isperding, obviously with Nathan, he thought we'd be okay, and, and Nathan did a great job of leading some young, really young guys. Uh, the receiver core in particularly, um, uh, I just, it was um, kind of a, you know, early in the year, I was, we were, you know, made some strides, and then we got kind of hit a lot, but then we, we poured it on at the end, you know, and I think that's, that's a big place for Nathan and the coaching staff. Um, you know, this year, as, to allude to get to your question, you know, we returned basically everybody. Yeah, we, you know, we lost our two tackles. You know, and, and uh, Dion Knox is huge on special teams. There's, there's some guys in there. But we basically return, you know, all the running backs, all the tight ends, mm-hmm. all the receivers, three of the five guys up front. And so, you know, the big the big piece of the puzzle is going to be the quarterback spot. And so um, that's what, you know, that's just that's part of the coaching aspect of it. And if you're recruiting the right way, you're coaching the right way, you've got the right culture, um, you know, Next man up, and, and um, it should be a lot of fun over the next few next few weeks. I, I want to play in the fall. It just didn't work out. It's the best. It's the right thing to do. But hey, I'm kind of like, all right, great. We're playing in the spring. Our players, our our youth council coaches, that you know, we put the coaches has to get has put together a youth council. We as he's always has for. I've been with coach for 20 years, and our team captains, and they want to they want to play for a conference championship. They have they have told. Uh, coach that they told uh, Miss Julie that, and um, I'm looking forward to taking advantage of the time that now until we get going in the spring and, and see if we can't get that done. Yeah, absolutely, and you know, Coach, as we get ready for the spring football season, then you know it's always encouraging. You know, maybe it doesn't happen in the fall, but it you know if you're still able to have your season in the spring, uh, you know it's as exciting. Maybe I mean a little bit different, but it's a new challenge. Uh, well, who do you think that Bobcat fans can expect to potentially have a breakout season? Who are the Bobcat fans going to go out there and say, wow, you know, that guy has been really impressive. Right. Well, I, I, it, again, with us returning basically every position with, you know, except quarterback, I, I know all, all eyes are going to be on that position. I, the, 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 the room top and bottom talent wise and, and the quarterback room is, is, is I'm going to knock on wood here and, it's probably the most talented room, top to bottom, that we've had in my time here. And um, you know, with Curtis, uh, he's been, he enrolled early. He got a spring ball, you know, spring before last. And we started started this spring, and of course, the pandemic broke out. I uh, went through all the went through the fall, and uh, he's got got enormous knowledge of the, of the offense. I really like what he's. Doing his body, he had, he had shoulder surgery on his non-throwing shoulder, as Nathan did after his junior year, or maybe soft after junior. My youth running together, but uh, I really like how he looks in the weight room. He has not missed a day. Uh, he has put his time in. He's done everything right. He's hungry, and he's got a great temperament. He, he really does. So he he is um, going to be a guy that that um, I think um, everybody's going to like. And um, I think I think just his knowledge of what we're doing, having Big Brother there, you know, it, it, to get, bring help him help him on some of the things behind the scenes has been a great benefit to him. And then you, 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 the transfer, Armani, Armani Rogers has done. He's been here mm, about a month, mm-hmm. maybe five weeks, 
and I uh, just, just talked to him in the weight room. Today is Thursday. I talked to him in the weight room on Wednesday a little bit um, and, and passing. And uh, he's, you know, coaching, you know, been in the playbook. And so uh, he's got a great, great makeup. His quarterbacks are doing a great job of, of organizing things with the players that are in town. And um, uh, he takes the CJ and rolled early. He got it to, to, you know, for, you know, Graduated high school in January or I, I, December, and and you know was was here in Athens and gonna gonna miss the senior prom and all those things that that, that, you, that you do when you, you go early. And uh, we had a whopping two practices with, with CJ, you know. Uh, but um, he is really a student of the game. I think he has come a long ways in his time here, and so it, it is going to be a really, 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 um, you know. I think I think when you you know, Nathan and Quentin, great battle. I mean, to the day that Quentin graduated and, and transferred out, and and, and uh, it was just an every day. I think I think you're going to have that same situation with three guys, and and um, I, it's it's really from a coaching standpoint. I mean, competition makes us all better, and I think we're going to have it, and um, it should be really exciting. I'm I'm excited for for uh, Bobcat football. Yeah, and Coach, when you have a quarterback room like that where you say, you know, something like three guys uh, battling it out for the starting spot, uh, some people think that can be an issue because, you know, they think uh, that kind of messes up the chemistry that goes along with the three players when, you know, they're all battling it out for the same spot. But obviously it seems like you think that that's going to bring out the best in all three of the guys. Yeah, no question. I, I know that, you know, that I've, you know, I read some of the books and some of the guys, that, you know, some of the big-time coaches and, and some of his coach speak. You want competition. And I know that if you you know you don't want to get in a situation where you're playing quarterbacks every series. Mm-hmm. No, I, I I understand that. Uh, even though we do it running back, we do it at receiver, we do it at tight end. You know, you want fresh guys in there. And the quarterback's different. I, I get that. Uh, but just from a practice standpoint, every rep counts. And, and so, just you know, when you're sitting there as a as a competitor, you you want you know you're then you're going to put in put time in. And so. Hopefully, it, it, it um, uh, transforms into a great thing for for us as their development continues to progress. And coach, as you're talking about competition, uh, you know you have three starters returning on the offensive line, but you will be working in a new left tackle. You know, how do you see that position battle playing out? Right. Uh, well, uh, Coach Rudolph, uh, Alan Rudolph, has done done an established job with that with the offensive line, and. Um, he, he's uh, moved some guys around in the off season because, uh, as you said, we did graduate actually both tackles, right and left. But uh, Nick Sink, uh, as Coach Rudolph called, you know, Army Swiss Knife. He's got he's played center, both guards, and now he's tackle. And so, and we've got Nick at right tackle. Who Nick Nick's got as much? I mean, he's a starter. He's a starter. He's, I mean, he's played for us. Uh, it's got to be close to 30 games, probably. Probably more parts in the mid-20s. But, but he's a starter for us, and he's at right tackle. So, that, so back, to your, you know, back to your original question, the left tackle, there's probably three to four guys that will be battling for it. Um, and I don't want to get into the main business right now because right. we've had limited practices. But I feel very good about the depth. Uh, I know there's three to four guys that, that are capable. It's all going to be down to the – it's no different than the quarterback position same and and i don't want to repeat myself but the competition part of it's going to is going to be huge uh preparation 
up to this point has, is going to be key, you know. Uh, and then moving forward, as the season is pushed to, to February or you know whatever that whenever that it all gets settled when we start, um, you know these next four months uh, is going to be vital. And and the the, the, the key or not key, but the a huge advantage is in in March when everything got shut down. Uh, the school was shut down and our facilities were closed. There's now, you know, hey, school's opening up, and you, and you guys know about you know, different ways and those type of things. But mm-hmm. I, I I share that with you because uh, these next four months, hey, our guys are going to be here in Athens, all right? You know, and and, and uh, our facilities are going to be open. They're not going to be in the garage doing pull-ups off off the garage wall. <laughs> they're not going to be at Planet Fitness. <laughs> Right. You know, they're going to be they're going to be under our supervision, you know, six feet apart with mask on. You know, Dak's going to be in there knocking them out, and they're going to be developing as a player safely and not away from us. And um, I just that that is going to be, you know, these next four months going to be it's going to be like an, in my mind it's going to be normal. We're just going to have mask on. You know, that's how I'm looking at it. So it'll well, be sure. fun. Yeah, well, Coach, I know I'm excited for whenever Bobcat football returns, again, hopefully for this spring. I don't want to speak for Joey, but I know he's excited for football, and I'm sure all the Bobcat fans out there are itching to see some Bobcat football, especially in this spring. Stay safe, stay healthy, and really appreciate the time you take today uh, to be on the program. Thanks a lot, guys. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, Coach. Go Bobcats. Thanks, Coach. Again, that was Ohio coach Tim Albin, the offensive coordinator. has been here since 2005. Appreciate the time that he takes. And, of course, thanks to the sports information directors, Mike Ashcraft, Sarah Lagarcy, and Mike Scholes, uh, for all they do as well with the department during these times. And, as always, everything that they do for Bobcat Athletics. But that was Coach Albin. We'll be right back right here on the Sports Fan. Our phone lines are open, 740-592-6646. We'll talk a little bit about the OHSAA, allowing contact sports, and get into a little bit about the Cincinnati Reds. We'll be right back. It's the Sports Fan on 970-97.1 FM, WATH. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. Fairhope celebrates life. If you're facing an end-of-life situation, Fairhope Hospice and Palliative Care. It is never too soon to call. Fairhope is here to listen. You don't have to face it alone. Fairhope cares for your loved one where they live. Or, during times of stress, the Pickering House is a serene setting providing relief for the patient. To learn more about Fairhope's care from the heart, please call 1-800-994-7077. Fairhope Hospice, we celebrate life. For the best in rock, grunge, metal, and whatever, join Sky. Ah, oh, what a good night. Every Wednesday and Thursday night at 10 till midnight on Power 105 with Full Throttle. Hey, hey guys, I'm loving Full Throttle tonight. I'm rocking, you're rocking, shoot sugar, everybody's rocking tonight. Brought to you by Avalanche Pizza, where every pizza is an adventure. 
The superheroes are coming. The superheroes are coming. The seventh annual Athens Casa Superhero 5K has gone virtual. You can register online at AthensCasa.org superhero to receive a mailed race packet. Then pull out your best superhero costume to complete your 5K your way anytime on September 4th, 5th, or 6th. Then post your photos and results online. All of the proceeds of this event support local foster children and their court-appointed special advocates. Sign up today at AthensCasa.org superhero. Imagine this is your money and someone wants to take it from you. Who is it? The IRS. They want your money and guess what? They can legally take it. All of it if they want. Remember, they sent you that letter that said, hey, you owe us a bunch of cash and we're going to take it from you. So what do you do? Fight back by letting our team of experts at the tax helpline work it out with the IRS so you can keep your money. And we're good at what we do. When you hire us, you get a team of guys on your side that know the IRS laws and will fight to save your money. So if you owe the IRS a ton of cash and you want to keep it, call right now and learn for free how we can help you put it back in your pocket. 800-942-1469. 800-942-1469. That's 800-942-1469. This is the Sports Fan on 970 WATH. And back inside for the Sports Fan right here on 970 WATH. Mills and Mike alongside Joe Medorn. We got you up until 7 o'clock today. We just heard from Ohio Offensive Coordinator Coach Tim Albin. It's always great to have him on the Sports Fan. He's been on before, but uh, first time with us and uh, really a nice guy to talk with. Uh, and, yeah, I'm excited for spring football for the mm. Bobcats. Yeah, he seemed really optimistic that, uh, you know, they're going to move on and have a spring season, uh, hopefully. And, he, you know, he said things he's optimistic of actually might come up and things like that. And uh, he's ready to get the team back in. I thought that was good to hear. Uh, it seems like he's not really going to take a break from football, uh, even though they're not going to be playing. Of course, an offensive coordinator always trying to scheme up, come up with new ways to attack defenses, and it seems like that's what Coach Albin's going to be doing during this uh, season that they're not having. But, yeah, he was definitely optimistic to uh, about playing in the spring. And, you know, it was interesting to hear him talk about the, the quarterback battle that could potentially be happening in the fall going into a spring season if they have it because they have a pretty young quarterback room going into this season. Right, you know, he talked a lot about, you know, Curtis Rourke trying to, you know, the younger brother of Nathan Rourke, who set a couple records for the Bobcats. Um, but you got Curtis Rourke, you got C.J. Harris and Armani Rogers. Uh, and, you know, Harris and Armani Rogers, they're, they're young guys, you know. I mean, at least Curtis Rourke was in the room like Coach was talking about. Uh, you know, he was there last year. He had to get uh, surgery on his non-throwing arm uh, for Curtis Rourke, but... You know, he was there. He saw how the offense was led, especially by, you know, Nathan, who you know, helps a lot of that young core group of guys, you know, come along in, at the college level. Uh, but then C.J. Harris, I think what he said, there's been two, you know, like sit-down meetings with him or yep. two, uh, two classroom, you know, instructions with him. And then uh, Armani Rogers, who's had, what do you say, five, six or something in that ballpark. Uh, but still, I mean, it, it's a very young quarterback room, but he definitely seems to be encouraged uh, by what they've shown so far. Yeah, and I mean, you return a lot offensively, as we talked about, all the skilled guys. Tuggle's coming back. Julian Ross is coming back, as well as O'Shawn Allison. They still have Hollywood Hooks, Shane Hooks uh, on the outside, and a couple other receivers coming back as well. 
Uh, Isaiah Cox is another name that comes to mind. Jerome Buckner, all these guys that got uh, Cameron Odoms coming back for another year. You know, all these guys that played last year played a significant amount, and uh, they have all that return to the offense. So uh, hopefully that will help uh, kind of smooth over the, the transition at quarterback because there's some big shoes to fill. I mean, I'm, I think there's a debate with some people who have been here a little bit lo- longer than we have, Connor, but, uh, you know, it seems a general consensus is Nathan Rourke was one of, if not the greatest quarterback that's ever played at this school. Uh, again, it's it's definitely a debate between him and Tettleton, right? I mean, between those two quarterbacks, they've been uh, you know, pretty successful. And I would even say, you know, Quentin Maxwell was a very good quarterback when he was here. And that just goes to show you know, how good Nathan Rourke was during his tenure at the helm of the Bobcats. Uh, but it, it always seems like it's been a competitive team under Frank Solich and, you know, Coach Albin. And, uh, you know, until last year, it was majority for the defensive side, you know, Coach Burrow. Uh, so... It's been a, a long-standing, you know, seasons of success, right? You've had a lot of years of success. Uh, haven't been able to get over that hump just yet and win that Mid-American Conference title. Uh, but, you know, who knows what happens this spring? It's been a weird year. It's been a different year. And you know, I, I think it's definitely something to, uh, to be excited for as we near towards, you know, February. Yeah, we'll see what, uh, what more comes out from the NCAA about football coming up here. Um, but, you yeah, know, we kind of forget that we were, they were uh, Ohio was once again projected as the best team in the MAC coming into this season that if it would have gone off. And uh, it's been like that the past couple of years. And, again, they've come up short from the MAC title. Uh, it's been a little bit elusive around here. It was 1960. Was that the last one? Yeah, 1960, yeah. That, that somewhere it's either 60 or in the 60s, but I know it's been uh, it's within that decade. I think it's 68 now that I'm thinking about it because I believe 2018 they celebrated uh, – they brought the team back for 50 years since they won the MAC title. Yeah, that's true. Yep. So yeah. So I mean, you know, that's what that's what uh, Coach Solich wants to focus on now. Uh, we even heard Coach Alvin talk about how the guys that are currently in the locker room they want to win that MAC title, and you know, well, hopefully if they get to play a, a MAC season in the spring, they'll they'll pull it out this year. Yeah. Uh, again, depending on you know what happens, because you know the virus has been changing you know, seems every week. Right, you get new information, and with that new information came you know, some cancellations across you know, college with different you know, sports. But the good thing that the NCAA has, and you know, Albin was right, you know, Coach Albin was right, because yesterday they came out with, uh, on ESPN, there was an article that said NCAA is looking to allow or have allowed uh, anybody here in the fall season to then have another year of eligibility. And I think that's it's a good yeah. thing. But I, I would say on the other side of that is uh, there's gonna, probably going to be a logjam of, you know, all right, now you got to recruit some new talent too. Um, and you could have guys there for six, seven, eight years, uh, you know, playing football at the collegiate level. Uh, but I still think it's a good thing. Like, I want to see Demontre Tuggle have a full season because Tuggle was exciting. He was explosive. Uh, O'Shawn Allison still has a couple years ahead of him. Uh, you know, but Tug will be in the senior this year. Cam Odin's another one that comes to mind on the offense. That right. This would be his last year. Yeah, definitely a bunch of couple guys. In 1968, by the way, was the was last the time they won the MAC, the MAC championship. Yeah, because I remember those in the 60s. Uh, but well, they won a lot of them in the 60s, four to be exact. Did they? Yep. Yeah. But you know, it, again, it's been a while. Uh, they were projected to have a, a good team again this year. Uh, Courts with you know. Frank has always got these guys ready to go, and he's put the coaching staff together that uh, you know gets ready every single every single game. Um, you know what is it now? Four straight bowl games, four straight or three straight wins, uh, but bowl eligibility for multiple years in a row. 
Uh, it's been fun to watch the Bobcats year in and year out. Uh, the other news, I mean, this has been the first sports fan uh, since Monday, Tuesday, um, whenever, I think it was Monday. Uh, but with the sportsman on Monday, you know, we were still waiting to hear what Governor Mike DeWine was going to do with the OHSAA and you know, allowing contact sports, not allowing it. And you know, he decides to approve and puts out an order allowing uh, contact sports, which includes you know, football and soccer and cross country and, and all of the sort. Uh, but now, you know, there's going to be some COVID concerns. Of course, you're going to have them with football or without football. But now... You know, going out there playing, uh, that is, of course, one of those concerns and trying to get the safety measures right to make sure everybody stays safe and stays healthy. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people were excited um, that they decided to go ahead and allow them to play contact sports. But, of course, it also came with a lot of questions of how are we going to keep kids safe, uh, you know, and what's the plan going to be for who's allowed to show up to the games. I believe it was announced that only close family members will be able to attend for players, I think marching band that was that point was brought up, and uh, their families would also be allowed to come, but they had to be like immediate family to show up. Obviously, I would assume the schools are going to make people space out, um, but at least it uh, it helps us to try to figure out a lot of things around here because we finally know that there will be football on Friday night, so we'll have the games on AM and our FM station over at WXTQ. So that's uh, exciting to hear about. Got the Athens Bulldog football coming back and uh i think it's going to be a really exciting year in the tvc ohio right and of course you know just as a i guess a programming note uh but we've got brad walker calling the athens game with matt frazy right here on 970 wath and we got kevin dunnigan on the game of the week over on our sister station wxtq uh coming up for the first couple games uh we will have athens and alexander of course, that'll be for this week, or I guess next week on the 28th, we're going to have that game over on WXTQ because uh, there is no game of the week coming up, but there will be a game on Saturday. So we've got two games coming up next week, Friday, Saturday, Athens-Alexander on Friday, and then we're looking to go out and have the NY Trimble game on Saturday. Both games will be over on WXTQ. Uh, so that's what we're doing for next week. And then, of course, uh, this year, you know, Troy's been caught up doing a lot of things. He's got a lot of a lot of responsibilities, you know. So I can't fault him and uh, for for anything. And he's still helping out in the capacity that he can. But uh, we'll both be hosting football Friday night coming up uh, this fall. So Joey Medor, myself, uh, we've got you for football Friday night. Uh, we'll try to give away a couple things. I know we're going to be opening up giveaways as well. Um, so it's going to be exciting. You know, we'll get coaches to call in. Of course, we'll have the broadcasters come in and, uh, of course, your calls. But looking forward to it, and uh, that's your programming note. Yeah, I'm excited, man. Uh, I think the teams around here are going to be really competitive. I think Athens is going to be really good. We'll see, you know, a couple of teams that will have kind of new looks uh, at graduating, you know, really important seniors from their team in Trimble and NY. Uh, we have Eastern. That's a really good team. Uh, returning to all-state running backs to their team. Waterford's going to be a solid team again this year. Uh, we'll see what Alexander has. You know, Meg's retor- returning uh, their third-year starting quarterback in Coulter Cleveland. Uh, a lot of people think VC could be really solid this year. Wellson's coming off one of the best years they've had in a while, so it's uh, it's going to be... I don't know. Our, pre- our preview show, which we're going to do early next week, i got to really sit down and study because there's a lot of variables to weigh into this season. Right. Six weeks. Everybody makes the postseason. You know, people could not even play a regular season, 
or schools could not even play a regular season and still get into the postseason when it comes around around October 9th, October 10th. Uh, so, I mean, that's another factor that you have to take into it because there's not going to be Joe Itell telling us, hey, these are the teams that are on the cusp of making the postseason. Right. Anybody who wants to be in can be in Everybody's this year. Everybody's in, yeah. Well, I mean, you'll still see his seeding projections, I'm sure. But uh, Well, how, what is he going to seed it off of? Just win-loss? That's true. That's a good point because it'll be different. Uh, he used to get the information coming from the OHSAA, but now you don't have those computer points to where you know, I don't... Right, because there's going to be a committee. I guess he could just right. do projections based on what he would... He could probably try to still take the point system that he's always used and still produce some kind of uh, projection of how the teams will go. But yeah, the coaches are going to be the ones who decide the playoff rankings. Aren't they going to get like a committee together? Yeah, well, it's going to be all the coaches games. just getting together somehow, some way, and just... Figuring out how to seed what, whichever team. That's going to be a tedious process. <laughs> right, and I think that's going to be around. I wonder if they're going to. It was in the um, it was in the original OHSA press release that came out with all the information about this. But it's around September 27th. That's going to be the cutoff for if you want to be in the postseason or not. I have to imagine somewhere around there will be the seeding for each and every team. I don't know if the seeding is going to be. Uh, inclusive with the you know week six game, you know it might be just seeding off of your first five games. But if we did that last year, what was it? Uh, Alexander had four and zero record, a three and one record. You know, and they were looking pretty good. Yeah. But then you know, season went along a little bit, got a couple losses, which happens. But um, again, it's not going to be a very large sample size that we can go through and be like, all right, well, let's see what we can do. And um, Again, it's going to be interesting. It's a weird year. It's a different year. But I think it's going to be an exciting year because, again, you don't have to worry about being in the postseason. You don't have to worry about, you know, your star quarterback being injured or maybe your star player, you know, not performing up to his capacity in weeks one through six. Uh, but maybe when the lights shine the brightest, that's when you, you know, turn it on and get ready for the postseason. Yeah, but, some teams are deciding to still play a 10-game schedule as well, aren't they, once they get, like, eliminated from the postseason? So they scheduled it. I think Logan did this because I was taking a look at Logan's schedule. I saw the Athens schedule and didn't see anything scheduled past, uh, you know, the postseason, which, again, would be that week of October 9th or the 10th. And they scheduled those games, and if they're not in the postseason, they can still play their 10-week year. Or, you know, if they get eliminated, they can still play those next couple games. Um, but I don't think that they can play past November 6th, if, if it's uh, right from the top of my head. Mm. But somewhere around November, I mean, they can't play past that date, and they expect the playoffs to be done by November 21st. Gotcha. Well, I think it'll, be, I mean, it'll probably also be very helpful. Uh, as you kind of mentioned, you don't have to worry about you know someone getting injured because you would hope that you know through six games, unless you know some bad luck hits, you're going to be fairly healthy going into the postseason, and that will be statewide. Uh, for most of the teams, so perhaps we'll get a uh, you know kind of the the best of each and every team with there being uh, less weeks uh, this season. Yeah, and again, it'll be interesting. It'll be something. You know, hopefully, we don't have to do again in our lifetime <laughs> you know, with this you know coronavirus and everything. Hopefully, they learn from it. But still, uh, you know, got a feel for the kids. You know, they're getting their uh, high school football season. They're getting their soccer season. Their cross country season. Um, they get to go out and play, and I'm sure you know if I was in that position, uh, you know, five six years ago, you know, I would want to go out there and play too. Um, but got to be glad for him, got to be happy for him, and uh, you know, 
I guess we got to root and cheer from a, uh, a longer distance than just six feet. I don't know how many fans are going to be allowed inside the stadiums, but uh, from what I saw, close family members and maybe maybe some other people uh, could get invited to go as well. But we'll break down that uh, a little bit later. Uh, maybe tomorrow we'll, we'll sift through. We got Kevin Dunnigan on the Sportsman tomorrow. Uh, we got some Reds talk coming up next, and of course our phone lines are open at seven four zero five nine two six six four six. Call and be a part of the program. You're listening to the Sportsman on 970-97.1 FM, WATH. Introducing Donato's Cauliflower Crust Pizza. Donato's Cauliflower Crust Pizza has 30% fewer carbs than the brand's thin crust, and you can choose from three signature 10-inch pies, including cauliflower heat with pepper jack cheese, jalapenos, fresh red pepper, and plant-based sausage. Or the cauliflower garden with green peppers, onions, mushrooms, and plant-based sausage. Not your style? Totally okay. You can make your own 10-inch cauliflower pizza to your liking. Only at Donato's on East State Street in Athens. Good work takes hard work. Acre after acre, year after year, since 1916, durable, gravely tractors, mowers, and equipment are still working hard. Since 1948, Gravely has been working hard at Wakefield Garage, located one mile east of Albany. See the line of zero turns, stand on, walk behind mowers, and get your next hardworking, extremely durable Gravely at Wakefield Garage. Wakefield's also has complete service on riding and push mowers and blade sharpening. Wakefield Garage, 3747 and Low Road, 740-593-3815. Gravely Equipment, built around you. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-506-8319. 800-506-8319. That's 800-506-8319. In today's world, the last thing you need is a broken cell phone. If you've got equipment in need of repair, Athens Cell Phone and Electronic Repair is here to help. Athens Electronic Repair services all brands of electronics, cell phones, tablets, game systems, and more. Plus, during the health crisis, Athens Cell Phone and Electronic Repair offers home pickup and delivery and a contact-free drop-off kiosk outside the store. Don't work from home with a busted computer? Call Athens Cell Phone and Electronic Repair at 740-590-1677 or visit the shop at 386 Richland Avenue, Athens. Hi, I'm Sky Hope, and during this pandemic, Precision Imprint is still in business, and they're printing masks. Precision Imprint can take care of all your screen printing and embroidery needs, and they also have t-shirts for employee identification and business promotion. They've been printing locally in Athens, Ohio since 1988 and remain committed to this community. Call for an appointment at 740-592-5916 or email precisionimprint at gmail.com. You can also visit their website at precisionimprint.com. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't
don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. Now, for more of the Sports Fan on 970-WATH. And back inside for the sports fan. 6.46 on the clock and temperatures ranging around 87 degrees and sunny outside here in Athens, Ohio. Mel's on the mic alongside Joey Madour. And again, up until 7 with the sports fan. Uh, some disappointing news to report yesterday. It was uh, Tom Brenneman. Uh, Brenneman uh, letting something slip over the air. Uh, he will not be calling NFL games on Fox after using an anti-gay slur on air during a Cincinnati Reds broadcast. Fox Sports has issued a statement that says the network is moving forward with its NFL schedule and it will not include Brenneman. Fox also says Brenneman's remarks were abhorrent, unacceptable, and not representative of the values of Fox Sports. Brenneman had been a part of Fox's NFL announcer lineup since they started televising the league in 1994. Uh, It is a disappointing thing. Uh, You can't, again, you cannot say that Uh, what he said on air Uh, and of course we're not going to repeat what he said on air Um, but you'd think that he would know better Uh, he he shouldn't have said it or even thought it I bet yeah Um, that's where the real issue comes in Uh, obviously it would would have appeared that he did not know he was on the air at the time that he said that um, but well, it the, shouldn't matter. Exactly. The issue comes in that you shouldn't be saying it on air or off air. And, I mean, it's a hundred times worse on air. But the fact that you're thinking about saying it off air to begin with is where the issue comes in. Uh, not a shocking response. I know he got suspended by the Reds. I don't believe he was fired yet. Uh, suspended indefinitely. Yeah. So, I mean, that's indefinitely and suspended. Uh, that's as close to fired as possible. Right. And, I mean... Uh, when you think of the Brennemans, you think about the Reds, and that's kind of always will be a tie due to his dad and then him being there for so long as well. And a former Bobcat, too, so it's kind of unfortunate. But, um, I mean, totally uh, valid, the reasoning that Fox gave. I mean, you can't say anything like that on the air and uh, not expect to have repercussions. He even said it in his apology on the air. He didn't know if he'd ever put a headset on again because he knew what he did. And... Uh, yeah, it wasn't, uh, wasn't a good thing. Well, again, I mean, he called it near the end of game one. So the Cincinnati Reds are just resuming their season after having a couple games postponed over the weekend. Regs and, and Pirates got postponed, and the first game for the Kansas City Royals got postponed. Uh, so yesterday was there, or what was it, two days ago, right? No, Wednesday. What Did they have a game on Tuesday? No, no the, they Tuesday, put a double the header Tuesday yesterday. game got postponed, and yes. then it was on. Yeah, that's right. So... In yesterday's game, you know, he had game one. He makes a comment near the end of game one, and then he's still calling game number two on Fox Sports all the way up until about the fifth inning, where then Jim Day took over as a play-by-play broadcaster. And I would have to imagine that he's going to be the play-by-play broadcaster for the foreseeable future. Well, Um, definitely for the rest of this season, and I wouldn't imagine he's uh, going to be able to recover from this one, or at least not with the Cincinnati Reds uh, or you know, anywhere major. I wouldn't think for a while. I think this one's going to stain him for uh, quite some time. And it is disappointing. And you know, I mean, it's just, it's unacceptable what he did. It's unacceptable what he said. Uh, but, you know, if you're somebody in that position, you have to know better. 
You, you just really have to know better. I did, and, and you also, shouldn't say it or think it to begin with. And also that, that and also we've called games together. I, just like what are you? What were they talking about in between innings when, when they when right. they're calling a baseball game? I did, exactly. It's bizarre. They got a game to call. I mean, it's two seven inning games. It's a shorter game, uh, but again, it's disappointing. Uh, it is something you know that you shouldn't say. You shouldn't think. Um, you know, it shouldn't have been acceptable back in the day, and unfortunately, uh, you know, and it, it's not acceptable to say in today's age. So it's just something that, you know, easily avoidable, I think, right? I mean, just don't say it, just don't think it, you know, and, and again, you, you go back, what are we, in, you know, first grade, the golden rule, treat people the way you want to be treated? Like, mm-hmm. again, it, it's just... Uh, it is what it is at this point, uh, and I think the correct measures were taken, and that's that. So that's a disappointing, and uh, you know, I guess another baseball news. I saw this come across the AP wire, but uh, two positive tests for the Mets. Uh, so two games have been postponed for the New York Mets. Uh, they were having a series against Miami. It was a four-game series, and that got postponed uh, for the last game. The Mets were on the verge of a sweep, Julie. I, I can't believe it. You know, I mean, they're 12 and 14 right, right now. And Finally, start winning, and then yeah, boom. Of course, they couldn't get Degrom, one of baseball's best pitchers, right now. Uh, couldn't get him to win. They were up three-one, late innings, give up uh, two runs. Then it comes down to the top of the ninth, and then they get you know two-run home run. Uh, but you know that was. Um, Keeping you up to date with Major League Baseball and what teams postponed this week. Yeah. Uh, this don't is, know, don't th- know what happened. But. Yeah, this is where it's starting to get more concerning because now that the teams and people getting it is starting to, it seems like, increase. You know, since the early on we had the Marlins and Cardinals and uh, they appear to have gotten it under control now. But then, I mean, what are some of the other, the Reds popped up. Now the Mets have popped up in the same Phillies. week. Phillies as well. So uh, it's starting to seem like it's going to get a little, getting a little bit more rapid. Of course, there was a story Nick Markakis came into contact with someone who had it. He ended up testing negative. But still, I mean, I don't know. I'd, uh, hopefully this trend doesn't continue to head uh, where it has been this week. But uh, I don't know. It's, uh, we are talking about, you know, two, two positive, right? It's not 30. It's not 15. Yeah. You know, the, these are, if it's just the two... You can isolate and them. And the Reds and get had back. what, one? Right. The Reds had one person test positive. They postponed three games. Exactly. Right? I mean, you Two missed games three games. Against, and you gotta... Two games against the Pirates. They would have missed about four with, you know, Saturday, Sunday, if they had a game on Monday, and then, of course, Tuesday's game. Yeah. Well, you're going to run the problems if you just keep having these teams that are going to keep post- having to postpone games and they keep falling behind in the amount of games played because, obviously, you know, here in just – 10, 11 days, we're going to be in September, which is going to be the final push for this uh, for this season. And uh, they're going to have to try to make up a lot of games really quickly if teams are going to have to keep missing two or three games at a time every time someone tests positive for the virus. Right. And shifting back over, you know, keeping it with uh, Ohio now and the Cleveland Browns cornerback, Kevin Johnson remains hospitalized after his liver was lacerated in practice when rookie tight end Harrison Bryant landed on him. The team said Johnson, who was in his first season with Cleveland, was admitted to university hospitals on Wednesday. Uh, so yesterday, Johnson is resting comfortably and is expected to remain in the hospital for at least another 24 hours. Coach Kevin Stefanski said Johnson was hurt when he attempted to dive and break up a pass for Bryant. Stefanski called it a totally normal play 
and Johnson's injury is the most serious in a rash of injuries for the Browns in camp. Because Nick Chubb is out with a concussion. Somebody hit him hard. You know, now you have a lacerated uh, liver. You know, it's Browns can't catch a break. Yeah, no, uh, you don't want to get hit with the injury bug during training camp, that's for sure, because obviously you want to go into the regular season as healthy as you possibly can. And uh, that's about the second or third player I've heard about Cleveland having that's uh, having injury problems early on in the season. Uh, you know, these teams just started putting on pads this week, a couple of days ago. So, uh, not 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 the trend you want to start, especially because Cleveland's going to have to. Uh, they want to make a run at it this year in the AFC North. They got some some uh, really good teams to deal with. Baltimore's going to be uh, just as good and hard to say, but if not better than last year. Uh, you know, Pittsburgh's getting Ben Roethlisberger back for whatever you think that's worth. I mean, it's better than having Duck Hodges at quarterback, and they still have a really good defense. Right. So they're going to be up there. Tomlin's never had a losing season as a coach. And you have this uh, this kind of rising Bengals team. I'm not sure if I'm ready to say that they're going to uh, have a, a quote-unquote successful season, but I think they are a couple years away. Uh, so the Browns, they kind of got to take advantage of this roster they have. I mean, same as last year. They got still have a ton of talent, and... You know, you can't have another six-win season this year. Right. And, I mean, when you mentioned the Bengals, I mean, when you go 2-14, and 14, you know, you hope the only direction you can go is up. Yeah. Right? And I think the Bengals did enough to do, you know, and, and push themselves in that right decision. You know, they got the number one quarterback out of college football in, in Joe Burrow. They, they signed a uh, – they drafted wide receiver in T. Higgins, trying to bolster their wide receiver core. They got Joe Mixon out in the backfield. You know, I, I think they definitely have the pieces – uh, to to get better, but I, I gotta agree. You know, it's a younger s team. AJ Green is a little bit injured right now, uh, so you gotta wait and see what what the Bengals have. But you know, I think it's a Ravens division to lose you know, when as we sit here and talk. You know, on this uh, you know, on the twentieth of August. But anyway, that's been the sports fan presented by JK Contracting right here on 970 97.1 FM WATH. A big thanks to Coach Tim Albin. Ohio University's offensive coordinator. And, of course, big thanks to Joey Madour. I'm Connor Mills signing off. And throw out another thanks to uh, Mike Ashcraft in the SIDs over at Ohio University. Appreciate the work that they do, as always. CBS News comes next. This has been the Sports Fan.